2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong
3: and Joe Getty, The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Uh, today, Biden met with top congressional leaders, including Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell. And believe it or not, we actually got the audio from their meeting. Really? Yeah. Check this out.
3: Gentlemen, the American people are, 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 are working hard, but, 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 but we got to do our part too. What? I said people are working hard, but we, we got to do our part too.
0: You want to see Dune part two? What? Who? Huh? How?
2: What? Who? Speak up, Chuck. You got up, Chuck. Huh? Mitch, anything to add? <laughs> Mitch? <laughs> Mitch, are you okay? <laughs> Gentlemen, just letting you know, it's 4.30. Dinner time.
0: Dinner time no, I <laughs> 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 cool. Sure. Yes. Yes. Very hey, very special.
3: hey, Michael, how quickly can you come up with that Italian comedy <laughs> show uh-huh. clip we ran a day or two ago? Uh, making fun of Biden. <laughs> that was
0: pretty funny. Dinner time. It's four thirty, gentlemen. Uh, they're all too old, you see, to be in office.
3: <sighs> I got it, Joe.
0: Okay, here we go. Yeah,
3: yeah. Here's yeah. This is the international version.
0: Here we are, President Biden. Here. Yes. Yes. As I said to the president of Israel,
3: Mikhail Gorbachev. No. Sorry, Michael Jordan.
0: <laughs> no. No, no. No.
1: No. No.
3: When he went to the moon. And it uh, was shot from Dallas. President. Long shot from Dallas, the moon.
1: Si si Mr. President.
3: It wasn't the moon.
1: Non è su it bar...
3: was Mars. No. Mars attack. Ma che Mars attack?
0: Over. over wow.
1: Can- the garage. No, the rainbow. It, yeah, I mean. this
0: is one of
3: our
1: allies. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Somewhere
1: <laughs> over the garage? No, the rainbow. <laughs>
3: I do I do like the host, oh no, no, no they I like his style
0: yeah uh, so <laughs> just saw a new poll and then I'll tell you about a video I just saw on the television. So d- depending on how you ask the question, you get different answers. We all know that about issue polling, but the question was, does the candidate have the physical fitness to serve a second term? They both will be serving a second term um. For Joe Biden, well, for Trump, it's sixty uh, percent yes, thirty five percent no. Um, still, a big chunk of people that don't think he has a physical fitness to serve a second term. I mean, by normal standards, that would be amazing. <laughs> That's extraordinary. Yeah, a little more yeah. than a third. Yeah, I mean, if you think ever he had can't
3: it, possibly last, if yeah. you have it,
0: ever had any president running for a second term, and forty percent of the people thought he couldn't be in president again because of his physical fitness but for biden it's 62 percent no 35 yes the numbers are flipped for biden and then and he's 35 come on right and then the the crowd that says oh come on i saw trump stumble i saw him come on there's nobody try to separate politics from it and have some level of honesty with yourself nobody looks at those two people and thinks they're in similar categories in terms of where they are age-wise i mean it's just nuts I am
3: openly uncomfortable with Trump, of course, but imagine being a Democrat and you've decided the war horse that's going to get you through is Joe Biden. A three-legged horse that's coughing up blood. (laughs) And you're trying desperately to justify it or rationalize it. I saw Trump stumble too. Oh, what a
0: terrible position they're in. Um, But, so I want to bring this up. My dad and I were talking about this on the phone the other night. That weird thing Joe Biden does. So his whole career, especially as he got older, his thing was jogging across the stage, running up the stairs as he got older to show how physically fit he was. And he was a great athlete when he was young. And so he's kind of got that whole thing, too, going on as a man. Uh, But he still has that muscle memory in his head. And so he still does that all the time. And my dad and I were joking about this, where every time you see Biden walking across somewhere, he does kind of like a... At some point, I'm going to do my run thing, and he does like kind of a half a step, and then he goes back to, oh, that's right, I can't. Well, it's like a weird Montgomery Burns-style mincing
3: now. It's not even like semi-running. It's just odd.
0: But he just did it. I just watched it live on TV. He's walking out. To Marine One helicopter to go get his physical, and then we'll get the physical results today or tomorrow, and that'll probably be, they'll probably be lying about that. They'll say ah he's a he's as fit as anybody in this room. <laughs> I can't keep up with him myself. So um, I don't even know why we do these presidential physicals anymore. But he he walked out of the White House and he got to the grass and he kind of did. I'm gonna run, but you know he can't. He couldn't even get his feet off the ground. It's so weird to me. That speaks to his mental sharpness. That he has these thoughts of, I'm going to jog to show how fit I am, but I can't. No, wait, I can't. I won't. That he forgets every time that he's incapable of jogging? I mean, what's, that's really weird, isn't it? Or, like many of us,
3: unfortunately, we think something is coming across one way when it's coming across
0: another. He thinks it still looks athletic. Oh, wow. He can't possibly think that. I mean, he doesn't even get his feet off the ground. He just kind of goes, uh, uh, uh. it is Mr. Burns like.
1: Excellent. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Weird. But it's not excellent, sir. So even in this poll, this is the lowest number I've seen. Two thirds of Americans say no, he doesn't have the physical fitness for a second term. There, there's so many ways the election could go that in retrospect will seem obvious, right? I mean, like, if Trump loses, it'll be, of course you can't have a guy who's been charged with blah, 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 and January 6th, blah, blah, blah. How did anybody think, you know, if Biden loses, it's going to be, of course, the polls were screaming at us over and over. A man think he's too old to be president. What did you think was going to happen? I could see either one of those results occurring. Which polls? Oh. All of them. Okay.
3: Well, and uh, at risk of wearing out my favorite cartoon uh, billionaire's name, he makes Montgomery Burns look like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, he is really in poor shape.
0: Oh, a particularly funny example. <laughs> yeah, we got this
3: note from, and how the hell did we end up talking presidential politics? Well, again? I, I brought oh, because you saw the poll I, yeah, well, and the no, jog.
0: I saw the jog. It's just. Yeah. Because my dad noticed it. Because my dad's not going to take off jogging either. But just.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So one quick thought. We got this note from Scott that I thought was uh, worth bringing up. And then we'll take a break. And there's something really important we need to talk about. But um, he says, uh, Joe, I know you're convinced uh, Joe Biden's going to drop out before the 2024 election. I'm not sure I would describe it like that exactly. He is not going to be the candidate for through a variety of possible means. But. Um, anyway, I want to get to his main point. He says, what if Biden and the Democrats are actually aware of the fact that Gavi's way too liberal, there's not enough time to get a, a client well-known, turnout would be low. Uh, sometimes Uh My fear is if he wins, sometimes within the first year, he'll say that he just can't continue and step down handing the presidency to Kamala Harris. Well, that's absolutely plan A. That's been plan A all along. And nobody thinks Joe Biden can serve out another four years. It's an idiotic suggestion. But yeah, they're trying to get him to pass Trump because he beat him once. And um, no, he didn't. It was fixed. There, I save you the trouble writing your emails. Um, it- and and then he will resign in pretty short order, giving way to the Veep. But the problem is, it's such an obvious plan. That's right, Kamala. It's such an obvious plan. Everybody's saying, okay, well, the Veep is Kamala freaking Harris. Are you kidding me? Which has increased the, the consternation on the Democrat side. Plan A sucks. And plan B, they don't know how to get going.
0: Would your wife or will your wife someday say to you, if you're trying to do that same thing, Joe, that, the whole thing the do you do where you kinda act like you're gonna jog to show how fit you are. It's just it doesn't work.
3: Well I see I don't do that. Um I'm trying to think of something analogous to
0: oh, it. Okay. So maybe you like try to do pull ups to show how vigorous you are and you just hang there from the ball. <laughs> Well, that would make me a complete cuckoo nut to do Well, That's do that. it's the same sort of thing to me. Right. I it's agree. Sl- it's nuts. That's lost his marbles. That's worse to me than the fact that I don't need a president that can jog to the 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 helicopter, but the fact no. that you think you can every time <laughs> and can't yeah. is weird.
3: Yeah, that's discouraging. Yeah, well, let's
0: do push ups yeah. together here, man. Let's do let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Yeah, that was four years ago. That uh, ain't happening anymore. Mm-mm. No. Uh, the poor guy that set himself on fire and died, uh, they're trying to make a hero out of him, which is probably going to lead to more of those kinds of suicides. We get that and a bunch of other stuff on the way.
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hunter Biden testifying in front of a Republican committee, the Republican-led committee today. Behind closed doors, though, but if anything leaks out, we'll tell you about it because it's happening while we are on the air. You heard about the Air Force guy who set himself on fire there in Washington, D.C., died from his wounds because he couldn't be part of the genocide the United States is committing, helping commit against the people of Gaza. Jonah Goldberg tweeting out yesterday, I think this is morally and intellectually stupid. Celebrating a disturbed man committing suicide isn't virtue signaling, it's vice signaling. That was as a response to a bunch of stuff like this from Cornell West who is running for president as a Democrat. He's a professor from Harvard. He used to be on Charlie Rose all the time. Uh, A whack job, in my opinion. Um, But he is running for president, and he'll get a chunk of the vote. And he tweeted out with a picture of this guy smiling, let us never forget the extraordinary courage and commitment of brother Aaron Bushnell, who died for truth and justice. I pray for his precious loved ones. Let us rededicate ourselves to genuine solidarity with the Palestinians undergoing genocidal attacks in real time. We like James Lindsay. His response was they're trying to lionize this guy. They're trying to encourage a wave of copycats. They know it's wrong, but they're doing it anyway. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the useful idiot
3: become the extremely useful martyr. They're trying to get it going with this guy and they, the neo Marxists, because it's all one thing, remember. It's all, we have to overthrow the system and replace it with our new one. Uh, they're also trying to do this, uh, do the same thing with this Dagny Nex Benedict, who was the so called trans non binary Oklahoma girl who got in a fight in a bathroom with some other girls, um, appeared to be just fine. Um. Afterward, and police interviews and stuff like that, but then she died the next day, and they haven't nailed down a cause of death yet. Toxicology still got to come back, etc. Um, but no, nobody knows at this point. But they're trying to make a martyr of her too for the trans movement. And it's, I gotta tell uh, you,
0: I gotta tell you, I haven't followed this story at all. Mm-hmm. I just received it kind of through you know the way you receive stories. You're not paying attention to. Sure. However, I however it reached me. What had reached me is a trans girl was beaten to death in a bathroom.
3: Well, here's since my hallmark is fairness, I will tell you this: Um, if if she was a cop who had to fight an illegal alien from Venezuela and died the next day of mysterious circumstances, I would be here saying it could be a blood clot, it could be a a stroke or a heart attack brought on by the conflict, et cetera, et cetera. You don't know that it wasn't Hmm. caused by that a day later. Excellent point. If I'm going to be fair, on the other hand, having seen the entire police interview and stuff with her um, and her mom, they seem to be physically perfectly fine. Um, Not even like battered in the way that if somebody landed a couple of good punches, you would be. Um, So it's 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 a bit of a head scratcher at this point. I would like to know a young woman, a confused young woman is dead and that benefits nobody. But anyway, here's the point. The left is desperate for a new George Floyd. Because if you have a martyr like that, it's a like a focus point for what, you know, the logicians call the Mott and Bailey argument. I wish people would just go with castle and courtyard because people will understand that. I'm more about people understanding ideas than coming off as fancy. I
0: want to be so, fancy. I'm wearing a suit right now.
3: That's pretty fancy. Look at your shirt. That's nicely pressed. Nice. Anyway, uh, so if you have a martyr, that's like a uh, super-focused form of the castle argument, which is your solid argument. Nobody could argue with it. There is racism in the United States. Or uh, we don't want cops kneeling on people's necks until they're dead. And yes, I know about George Floyd's uh, rampant drug use and that it might not have been caused by the kneeling, etc. I'm more than up on that, friends, so let's not get hung up on that. But if you have something that the vast majority of people think was a tragic and horrific murder of an innocent person, then anybody... Well, and I'm sorry, I got out of order. So, everybody can agree it's, it's a shame this confused young woman is dead. If you then say, therefore... We should have radical gender theory taught in schools, or we should give experimental hormones and surgeries done on children if they merely ask for it as confused adolescents. And I say, whoa, no, no, that that other stuff, that's crazy and it's sick and it's wrong, then they get to cast you as the sort of monster who might as well have been kneeling on the neck of George Floyd. Or you threw a couple of punches at that poor, confused adolescent girl. Or you practically lick that. Burn the Air Force guy to death. And then, if you remember this in 2020 in the wake of George Floyd, you lose your job. You lose your career. You get hounded. You get doxxed. Your life is ruined for daring to say, hey, granted, I'm not glad the guy's life, uh, the, the George Floyd is dead, but you shouldn't be burning down cities. All lives matter. You didn't dare say that in most walks of life. So the neo-Marxists are desperate for another martyr because then they can silence all opposition and bulldoze forward like they did in the wake of George Floyd's death.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of sick to think that there's a crowd out there looking for that, scouring the news, thinking there's another George Floyd out there so you can start the revolution again. But I'm sure that's true.
3: Oh, yeah, they're desperate for it. Uh, luckily, I think I was just in real life. I had a conversation with somebody about this the other day. I think a lot of folks have woken up to the savagery of the neo-Marxists and understood that I didn't have the courage to say anything during the George Floyd violent looting fiery riots, not mostly peaceful CNN. But now that things have calmed down a little bit and I've been able to compare notes with some of my friends and neighbors. Yeah, we all agree that these people are crazy and they're pushing ideas we hate and they're they're mean. And I'm hoping the next time they try to well, they're constantly trying to ratchet that sort of thing up. But I'm hoping the next time they get any momentum, people will have more courage and more awareness of what's being done.
0: That U.S. airman claimed to have classified knowledge of U.S. forces fighting in the Gaza tunnels. He told a friend that the night before he set himself on fire and killed himself. So he was paranoid, delusional, whatever the actual definition of that is. He was nuts. Well, and yeah, and he was a member of all these far-left, queer,
3: revolutionary groups and communist groups and Marxist groups and the rest of it. He just... He was a confused young man who swung that way. And it's just, it's tragic. Uh, We all have idiotic ideas when we're in our 20s. Generally, we escape from the more or less unscathed.
0: Or or he died for truth and justice, as Cornel West says. All right. This election is going to be hot the closer it gets over all these issues. Yeah, and the fitness of the
3: candidates is going to be just a bitter discussion.
0: Yeah. Hope we survive it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Understatement of the
3: day. I
1: wouldn't call it 100% sure bet either. No. no. Armstrong and Getty.
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Ain't no hold'em. Lay cards down, 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 down. Is the whole Beyonce album country or just this one song? Did she put out a whole country album? Oh, no. Anybody know that? I don't know. Girl can sing, no doubt.
2: Yeah. She's naked in this video. which is uh,
0: So Hunter Biden behind closed doors. Here's his opening statement to the Republican committee he's speaking to today. I did not involve my father in my business. And he went on to tell House Republicans, you have built your entire partisan house of cards on lies. So they will start getting into the details of that. And we'll share that with you if anything leaks out.
3: Yeah, I've kind of lost my lust for this story, um, and I was mostly hot for it because it's illustrative of how people, you know, concentrate power and get rich in government. And I thought just, it's generally useful for voters to recognize that, um, but old man Biden's not going to be on the scene much longer at all, and whether he, he's the big guy who got 10%, and he unquestionably is, um, I just don't think it's going to matter. Mm. Anyway, uh, speaking of stories that probably I ought to let go, I, I don't want this to leave you feeling frustrated, but I think you ought to know how right you have been and we have been. The fabulous Jim Garrity, writing in the National Review, says we now know that. And if you don't know Garrity, I mean he's a serious man. There are, you know, there are varying levels of like seriousness in terms of pundits on the right. Bomb chuckers and entertainers and and thinkers and whatever. But Jim Garrity is a serious man. And he writes, he's actually quoting James Meggs over at Commentary, quote, the December break. I'm sorry. We now know that prominent U.S. virologists did not want DARPA and the U.S. government to know what kind of gain of function experiments were being done on coronaviruses found in bats at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And uh, Megs is writing. The December breakthrough came when the medical watchdog group U.S. Right to Know unearthed an early draft of a 2018 grant proposal for a project Diffuse. That was the code name. The proposal outlines a joint project between the University of North Carolina lab and team headed by WIV Wuhan Institute senior scientist Zheng Li Shi. That she's the famous bat lady. The proposal was drafted under the supervision of Peter Dazak and the EcoHealth Alliance folks, and was addressed to DARPA. The experimental defense folks that I think we're all at least dimly aware of. In the end, DARPA declined to fund the project, but many experts suspect the Wuhan lab conducted research along these lines using other funding sources. Essentially, they unearthed the proposal to DARPA that explained exactly what they were going to do, which I will skip ahead to. Um, there's most been, of, uh, yeah. In,
0: in recent days, there's been a couple of articles about long COVID. USA Today's cover story was yesterday. I think the New York Times over the weekend had one. I I have a friend who's got bad long COVID. To me, that is just like proof right there that this is something different, weird. The various ways that it affects people's brains and lungs and everything for years afterwards. Something very strange going on there. And it just popped into my head that maybe that's why Dr. Fauci was so over the top with the keeping the schools closed and all that sort of stuff, is because he knew how bad this could be, if you get it. Oh, yeah, yeah, kids might wow. not be getting sick, but, I mean, anybody gets this, you have no idea what it might do to you for years. Maybe that's well, why I, he was he was so ridiculously cautious. That's a pretty good theory. I mean, he didn't know
3: either, but he might have suspected... Wow, that's a good point. Anyway, uh, some of the most telling passages in the newly released documents show how EcoHealth's dazak and UNC researcher Barrick, what's this person's name? We should know their name. Uh, I'll find it later. Um, how they plan to evade... Oversight, Dazac and Barrick's deceptiveness about how and where the research would take place is all the more stunning when you consider how dangerous their proposal was. The project called for combining various bat-borne coronaviruses, modifying them by adding a furin cleavage site that might help the virus bind to human cells, and then testing the supercharged virus on mice bred to have human-like cells in their lungs. At a
0: sloppy when- lab where people don't have normal protocols and letting it leak out.
3: Is the I don't see the your sense. point. When SARS-CoV-2 surged out of Wuhan in early 2020, it featured this exact type of fur and cleavage site, something never before seen in this family of family of viruses. This was the genetic quirk that alarmed many virologists who thought the virus looked quote-unquote engineered. So while DARPA didn't fund the Diffuse project, it's hard to escape the conclusion that Wuhan scientists follow this general roadmap. Um, And then uh, Garrity quotes himself back in 2022 that the natural origin theory requires us to believe a series of coincidences so unlikely that it becomes effectively impossible. In the autumn of 2019, there were three institutions in the entire world that were doing gain-of-function research on novel coronaviruses in bats. Galveston, Texas, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and Wuhan, China. In theory, the pandemic could have started with some random Chinese person who didn't have any connection to the bat coronavirus research. Uh, This person would have had a spectacularly unlucky run-in with a bat or other animal. And that random Chinese person caught the exceptionally rare, naturally occurring animal virus that infects, sickens, and spreads among humans like wildfire, this same hyper-contagious bat virus would have the exceptionally unusual trait of being extremely difficult to find in any bats. This extraordinarily unlucky person would then travel to the metaphorical doorstep of one of the three labs in the world doing gain-of-function research on novel coronaviruses found in bats and start infecting other people in the city of Wuhan within blocks of that that lab. We
0: We have a chocolate leak in Hershey, Pennsylvania. I wonder where it came from.
3: Yeah, we ought to dig up that John Stewart bit. Uh, under the natural origin theory, the Wuhan laboratories just happen to be mind-bogglingly unlucky that events played out in a way that so closely mimics the consequences of a lab accident.
0: Well, I sure as hell wish if it had to happen, it would have happened in Texas, whatever wherever that lab is, because we wouldn't have hidden it and allowed it to spread around the world.
3: You know, that's actually the point of uh Garrity's article ultimately. He he points out that two thirds of people now believe in lab leak theory. It's a solid two thirds of Americans, which is good. Uh, and the but FBI he points out
0: says that's the most likely, though they can't oh, yeah. prove
3: it. Well well, yeah, of course it is. And um he points out that there's been no credit there's been no accountability uh for China and there won't be there's too much trade. There's too much at stake. There's no point in holding their feet to the fire at this point. Um, but as he says, you uh, not only do you have. Uh, he says there's certainly been no consequences commensurate to unleashing a plague that killed about 7 million people officially. Anywhere from 18 million or 32 million. If you count all the suspiciously high excess deaths in places such as China and Russia, among others. Stories don't get any bigger than the origin of a virus that caused a global pandemic, effectively shut down the world for a year, changed the lives of every human on the planet. We're still dealing with the learning loss. We're still living with consequences of missed cancer diagnoses. We're dealing with the explosion of skepticism about the value of all kinds of vaccines. Thanks a lot, mandate activists. And we're dealing with an estimated financial cost of $14 trillion at the very least. And so, no, there hasn't been any accountability for China. But if you wanted to know, as if you... Oh, I love this. Before I get off on that screen, he quotes the late, wise philosopher Dennis Green, the former coach of the Minnesota Vikings, Mm. right? They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook, which is really (laughs) a hilariously light note to an incredibly heavy piece of writing. Um, But if you wanted to know why Fauci... Organized all those virologists and staunchly defended the, the natural theory and viciously attacked anybody like Rand Paul who said, no, this is clearly a lab leak. Now you know, dude is as guilty as can be in causing this awful, awful pandemic. I don't, I seriously don't think there's any credible doubt about the lab leak theory and that Fauci and Daszak financed it.
0: The bears are who we thought they
3: were.
0: I suppose they live with that because they've convinced themselves that research was too important and still too important to not do. That was an unfortunate accident, but people aren't smart as we are. They don't understand if mankind does not stay ahead of blah, blah, blah. And
3: to let themselves sleep at night, they probably blame the, the Chinese their their only culpability that they see for themselves is that they trusted the Wuhan Institute.
0: Yeah. It's like how I always used to carry change in my pocket. This is what it always reminds me of. I used to always carry change in my pocket did this for years. It's stupid looking back on it. I would have like a, back when you paid for things with cash, now nobody cares anymore, but I'd have like a, I'd figured out the perfect amount, like a dime, a nickel, and two pennies, or whatever. So in case I ever bought something, and it came out to seven forty-seven, I had the right amount to give them so I wouldn't get a handful of change. And then finally, right. a friend of ours said to me, so you carry around change every day to avoid carrying change sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I guess that is clearly true. Devastating! <laughs> is stupid. But so that's what they did here. We released a horrifying virus on the world that devastated the population, the economy, kids, adults, everyone, to avoid ever having a devastating outbreak
3: of a virus. And the final note from me, the reason they did it in Wuhan is it was so dangerous. They never could have gotten it going in the United States, either at UNC or in uh, that uh, the place in Texas.
0: God dang it. That is something.
3: I am, And trust me when I say this, because I wouldn't want to give you bad information to have you running around uh, repeating it. Galveston, Texas. Um, I've been super into this question for a very long time and I have aggressively sought out information that would contradict what Jim Garrity and I think about this and what Jack doesn't and, and you do too. Um, there are
0: no solid counterarguments; There just aren't. No. No. There'll never be a price to pay for it either. I just hope we're not still doing it. The world isn't still doing it. Or if you do do it, freaking make sure it's a locked down protocol following to the nth degree lab so it doesn't
3: leak out and and it's worth observing that one of the reasons there won't be accountability because accountability needs energy it needs mass it needs frankly usually the media the reason there won't be accountability is that the the covid unleashed that second disease that spread more quickly and and was more severe than anybody anticipated and that's trump derangement syndrome
0: right Yep, sure. factors. If you do something like this, you make sure it's a country you can trust. Yeah, that would help. Do it do it in a country where if it did leak out, you would, you know, you'd close down that town, you'd have scientists immediately talking to everybody about uh how it was developed and what a vaccine would work everything. Immediate full disclosure, correct. The opposite yeah. happened. And uh
3: Anthony Fauci is one of the great villains who has walked the earth and I'm not You know, I'm not calling for any violence or anything. Never, 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 never any political violence can be justified out of anything we say on this show. But if you look at the the death toll, the economic toll, the emotional toll,
0: it's incalculable. Yeah. He's like one of those people from those Marvel movies. (laughs) Oddly, yes Behind the scenes, thinking he's doing the right thing for mankind. You just don't understand. All right. Wow. He got to be sexiest man of the year in People magazine and all the talk shows and all the parties and. Part of that was because of the whole Trump thing. Once he got positioned against Trump, then he was... People he was worshipped
3: hero. him because he was against Trump, yeah. And so they they cannot sacrifice their egos to recognizing what is clearly true now. And that is, that's a bad way to be as a human being. I try really hard not to ever be that. I suggest you do the same.
0: Man, I hope we don't ever do it again. Um... Uh, Popular business, the, the last outlet of a very popular business closed. I think it's worth tipping our cap to. And what it means, among other things on the way.
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And finally, hundreds of people just held the candlelight vigil for the last Hooters in West Virginia before it was demolished. <laughs> It might be time to reassess your life when you're singing Ave Maria at a Hooters demolition. (laughs) It's interesting. People in West Virginia are like, well, now where are we going to go on Mother's Day. Come on. The last Hooters in Virginia closed down. The last Hooters, a lot of places have closed down as Hooters has been quietly going away. There are now 311 locations left in the country when it was once a giant chain. Uh never could understand the appeal of Hooters or why it was controversial either way. Uh, uh, I had one right by my house when I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina. I never went once, not my bag. Uh, but if you want to see attractive women as waitresses at sports bars, go to every sports bar that exists. Look up sports bar and go there. You'll see hot waitresses in short shorts. That's what they wear at all the sports bars. So I've never understood the appeal or the controversy around Hooters. I was in a Hooters once, maybe, maybe
3: twice, and my impression was exactly what you just said. The shorts are
0: orange here.
3: Yeah, oh it's my. just a sports bar. So, but that just anyway. goes to the power goes to show you the power of branding, though.
0: Yeah, there's one locally where we broadcast from in uh, Northern California, and I remember when when a different one went in. All oh, the controversy. I mean, there was like a movement among moms to try to keep the Hooters from. And I was trying to say at the time, have you been to a sports bar? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's one right there. I don't
3: mean to shock you, but they have attractive young women not wearing a great deal of clothing serving the food and drink.
0: Um, but to businesses closing, came across this yesterday and I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh,. I've always found it interesting that at its peak, this is an economics person writing this, Blockbuster Video employed over 84,000 people. Remember then Blockbuster completely went away. Blockbuster had over 84,000 people, more than twice the number of coal miners in all of America. Yet I've never heard anyone bemoan the loss of those jobs. There are certain professions that we, for some reason, hang on to as like cherished, have-to-last-forever if they disappear, it would be a tragedy for all time. <laughs> and then there's other businesses that, like, you know, twice as many employees disappeared with Blockbuster, and nobody was going into various states, I'll save the Blockbusters, and we'll bring back these jobs. That's interesting, isn't it? It's a cultural yeah, I'd like thing. i like to contemplate that for a while. I think it's just a cultural thing. I, I get the feeling of it. It's different if the farmers in an area I'm from all lose their jobs, and that goes away as an industry because that's the whole persona of this town. Well, a Blockbuster clerk isn't a way of life,
3: (laughs) except as charmingly portrayed in the movie Clerks.
0: There aren't many great, great alt-country songs about Blockbuster employees like there are about coal miners. Sure. For instance. But it's a cultural thing. It's just like, yeah, it's, you know, third generation coal miner. You don't want to let go of that for all kinds of important reasons. But from purely an economic standpoint, that point is pretty solid, isn't it?
3: Yeah, retail is retail, I think, in people's minds. And disposable? Maybe it's that there's no... I don't want to be prejudicial here. Uh, there's what? no lore around it. There's no flavor. There's no lifestyle. It's just a job.
0: But so if a if a certain industry and I'm not trying to, you know, kick coal miners here, but if an industry has I don't know a cool lore or vibe or look or is extra manly, we go out of our way politically to protect those jobs and make sure they continue. But if you and we shouldn't talk about blockbuster employees cuz that's just your local high school doofus Somebody owned that place, mm-hmm. and you yeah, know, put their life their savings. Life stream. To, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and and those all went away, and nobody yeah. was like trying to figure out a way to save those. I just found that interesting. Yeah. If you got a counterpoint, text lines four one five two nine five KFTC. One thing counterpoint I did, is I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michigan yesterday, a couple of narratives coming out of there with Trump's win and Biden's win that are stupid. We'll get to that at some point in hour three.
3: And the whole Fonnie Willis prosecuting Trump down in Georgia. Hot, hot love slash money hearings are going on. Entertaining, friends. We'll have that for you in moments. Stay with us if you can.
1: Armstrong
2: and Getty.
1: Join me on Season 3 of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.